0: Brian Peterson is taking care of things right now. Down the sideline. If he can get loose, he's gone. Illeguate will score. The Wesley Fields.
1: Touchdown, Georgia Southern. Welcome everybody, this is the Georgia Southern Extra Podcast. I am Travis Jadon, a beat writer for Georgia Southern Athletics at the Savannah Morning News, joined by Greg Talbot of WSAV. I uh, just want to introduce you guys quickly to what our goals are for this podcast. We want it to be something uh, you guys can come to for information about upcoming games, previous games, offseason, stuff involving the Eagles, recruiting, etc. So we, you know, we're excited to get this going. Um, Greg, you want to introduce yourself real quick?
0: Yes, hello, Savannah Morning News. My name is Greg Talbot. I don't know whether or not you at home are viewers of WSAV News 3. If you are, you might know who I am. If you watch one of the other news stations, no hard feelings. Uh, I'm the sports director at WSAV. Uh, I call Georgia Southern basketball on TV, cover Georgia Southern football for... WSAV doing more with them in the future although we'll talk about that the closer we get to the season Travis Uh, but the number one thing is that my favorite beat to cover here at WSAV and, and working with Travis he knows this is Georgia Southern football it's a incredibly historic program so much going on right now a program in flux in transition and I tend to find those are the most interesting to talk about so as often as you'll have me Travis I'm happy to be back with you
1: No doubt. We're happy to have you, Greg. All right, today, guys, we have a schedule breakdown for Georgia Southern's 2018 season. Uh, We'll go through all 12 games quickly, uh, eight conference games. um, And basically what we want to do is just talk about which games are most important on Georgia Southern's schedule. Obviously, there's marquee teams, Greg, but... Some of them are not as winnable as others. Some of them are not as important as others. And so that's what we kind of want to go through today.
0: Yeah, what's, what's funny is when you when you look at all the different schedules that these teams have for the Sun Belt Conference, the thing you have to keep in mind that you never had to keep in mind before in the history of this conference, especially since Southern joined, is we're now into divisions and there is right. a conference championship game. Now, based on the fact that Southern's in the East Division, it's probably really optimistic, probably foolhardy to think that they're going to win enough games to win the eastern division in the submelt conference considering they also have app state and georgia state and troy in their division. Right. But yeah, let's go through the games and the thing is I have had a really hard time. I think I've told you this Travis. I've gone through four or five times and tried to guess what their overall record is going to be at the end of the year. Yeah. I'm not sure I've come up with the same answer any two times I've gone through the schedule. I think Georgia Southern is the ultimate wild card, the ultimate toss-up in the Sun Belt this year. So I'm really interested to see what your thoughts are on this, because I haven't been able to make up my mind after doing this four or five times in the last few months.
1: Right, and we haven't talked about this before, so I'm, I'm going to guess that both of us will have the same three or four games circled on the schedule for Georgia Southern. So we'll start... Week one, September 1st, 6 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. South Carolina State from the MEAC comes to Statesboro and Paulson Stadium. Um, this one, obviously, Greg, is a must-win because South Carolina State is an inferior opponent. Um, mm-hmm. For reference, they lost thirty-four to ten last year to Savannah State. So Georgia Southern definitely needs to take care of this one at home. I think they will, obviously.
0: Yeah, one of the I think underreported stories about this Georgia Southern schedule in twenty eighteen is that this was supposed to be Presbyterian, uh-huh. and uh, I asked their sports information sports information director Brian Johnson last season. I said, "Hey, I was looking at the schedule that used to be Presbyterian. Now it's South Carolina State. Why?" And he said, well, Presbyterian just asked to get out of their contract, so we let them out of their contract and booked South Carolina State instead. The end game is going to be the same. This should be a multi-touchdown win for Georgia Southern. If it's not, I'm sure a good amount of the fan base will try to spin it as, oh, this is a new team. It's new coordinators. They don't know what they're doing yet. I guess you could say there's something to that. At the end of the day, though, if this is not a two-touchdown win, at least for Georgia Southern, people are going to be really w- worried headed into Week 2.
1: Yeah, so it should be a big win for Georgia Southern. Definitely going to be a big payday for South Carolina State. Week 2, September 8th, 6 o'clock, also on ESPN+. Plus, one of the games that I have circled, Greg, UMass. At home last year, a 20-55 to loss to UMass. Doomed the Eagles and doomed Tyson Summers. After that game, he was fired. Non-conference game, but this is a barometer game. I think um, Lindy's Preview Magazine has Massachusetts at 99 and Georgia Southern at 100, for whatever that's worth. But you know, this is a game that early on can tell Georgia Southern a lot about themselves, I think.
0: This not only is a barometer game, I've been saying for the last couple of months, Travis, that I think this is the barometer game because week one, South Carolina State, that's going to be, barring some kind of absolute disaster, a pretty good win. Week three, at Clemson, This is not going to be the year where Georgia Southern goes in and beats a team like Florida like they did back in 2013. So week one is going to be a win. Week three is going to be a loss. This is the game for the early part of the season before we jump into Sunbelt Conference play a couple weeks later that is going to show us where this Georgia Southern team is. Last year they lost badly. What was it? 55-20 or something like that. And that was the one that, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. Tyson Summers got fired, got replaced by Chad Lunsford. Chad never gave the job back because they finally won a couple of games. Uh I don't know anything. I'll start doing some research about this UMass team. I couldn't tell you what they are headed into this year. But what I know is that this is the one game before we start some conference play where we're going to learn what Southern is made of in 2018.
1: Right, I agree. And quickly on UMass, they'll be based on their passing game like they were last year. They were 17th in the country last year in passing at almost 300 a game. And then quarterback Andrew Ford will have six of his top seven receivers back. So early test for what we think will be a strong secondary for Georgia Southern. Week four after the week three, or no, let's see, week three, September 15th, it's a three thirty game at Clemson. It'll be on ESPN, ABC, or ESPNU. It'll be ESPN2. You're thinking ESPN2? Well,
0: I mean, you have to think there's a better Week 3 game out there for the folks than Clemson, Georgia Southern. then again, certainly it's not going to be on ABC. It'll be on ESPN. My, my right. gut would say ESPN2.
1: Yeah, so, so they'll go into Death Valley, and the Eagles will have, obviously, they'll have their work cut out for them. Clemson's front seven is arguably the best in the country, certainly will be the best front seven that Georgia Southern will face all season Um, so really what Georgia Southern should hope to do in this game is to have a good showing to stay healthy heading into their bye week Um, and you know who knows in the second half if they're within 10-14 points maybe there's a shot
0: yeah I would say the the best you can hope for probably if you're Chad Lunsford in this team is to acquit yourselves well Right. Uh, I went with Rex Castillo from WSAV. He and I both went to that George Southern at Auburn game last year. We both went yeah. on the road to that SEC game. And the first quarter, they acquitted themselves pretty well. I mean, obviously, it was the first game Shy had ever started. He was a complete deer in the headlights. Yeah. But, they, you know, someone made a good sack. There was an interception. They broke off a couple of runs. Into and, minutes. Yeah, I think we would probably see about the same thing because, and in, in, this is interesting, I was at a Georgia Southern, it was a fundraiser or something a couple of weeks ago, and I, I got the chance to talk to Bob DeBess a little bit, the new offensive coordinator, and he said the defense is, is really coming along, the offense is still not quite there. And I would think, despite the fact that you're going to have fall camp, and you're going to have those first two weeks, those games are not going to be challenges the way Clemson is going to be a challenge. I think we are going to see that offense be kind of
1: overwhelmed by Clemson's yeah. defense. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then so they'll have their bye week following that game, uh, and then they'll get ready for Sun Belt play pretty early on, relatively speaking. September 29th, Week 5, they'll host Arkansas State, and Arkansas State picked by many to win the Sun Belt West.
0: By all. I mean, all, all but, to win the yeah. conference, yeah.
1: Yeah, so this is this is a team that returns a bunch of players. Their quarterback Justice Hans- Justice Hanson is arguably the best player in the league, probably the best quarterback in the league. I haven't heard anyone argue otherwise. Um, so again, another early test for Georgia Southern secondary. Arkansas State in the Sun Belt on the West. Big game for Georgia Southern. They need to do more than acquit themselves here at home. I think in the Sun Belt opener. Yeah, when.
0: Part of our job, obviously, is to read Street and Smith. It's to read Athlon. It's to read all the college football preview magazines when those come out in in the late spring the early summer. And last year, people knew App State was going to be terrific because they had the four-year starting quarterback, Taylor Lamb. They they were flying high. Yeah, of course. Across the board, people are thinking Troy and Arkansas State are the two best teams in the Sunbelt Conference. There are a couple people who think App State's going to make a run with the new sophomore quarterback, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. But I would say Arkansas State and Troy are the biggest two games for Georgia Southern. And when I said that I keep changing my mind on games when I go through the schedule, this is one I have not changed my mind on. I don't think Southern's going to win this game.
1: Well, we shall see you in, in week five. And then on to October 6th, week six, homecoming week in Statesboro. Uh, South Alabama will come to town. This is the only team on Georgia Southern's 2018 schedule who the Eagles beat in 2017? So woof, yeah. So big game, but uh, another, you know another Sun Belt game. South Alabama comes to Statesboro with a freshman quarterback. Um, I would say as far as must wins go, this would be pretty high up on the list. Home game, freshman quarterback for the opposing team. Um and a Sunbelt game for Chad Lunsford and company.
0: Yeah, not only did they beat them last year, they whipped them fifty two nothing, and that was the game that kind of put the rest of the Sunbelt on alert that Southern Hey, they're they're back and they're buying into what Chad Lunsford right. is selling. I remember being at this South Alabama game. I went and just watched. I didn't work. I just went and watched the game in Statesboro and I had not seen that team, Southern, I had not seen them come with that kind of energy and that kind of viciousness on the field. And actually, frankly, I don't think I saw it from them quite like that the rest of the year. They didn't look like that in the Georgia State game. They didn't look like that at Coastal Carolina. That South Alabama game last year was the high point for energy, yeah. for kids buying into the program and for everyone actually on the field. Staying on assignment, uh, This you want to say it's a game they're going to win. But I I do want to take a second for us to talk about what we're saying when we say must-win games, because must-win games only... Matter, I would say, if you're talking about trying to get to a bowl game or trying to win to a conference. Yeah. I don't think anyone's expecting Southern to win their division to win the conference this year. I right. think the best thing you can hope for, probably, if you're this team, frankly, is bowl eligibility. So, yeah, if you're saying you want them to get to six wins, this is a game they got to
1: win. Yeah, if they're 0-4 heading into this game, it's certainly not a must win. But yeah, I think, and
0: hopefully they're not 0-4, but yeah, I think if you're talking about the bar, the bar being six wins, you got to yeah. beat the Jags.
1: I think, yeah, if you're saying that Georgia Southern will be a bowl team this year, then this is a game... That's they will win. If you're trying to find six wins... If you're looking for six. If you're looking for six wins on the schedule, this will have to be one of them, yep. I would say. I mean, unless barring something pretty miraculous. I agree. Um, do you want to touch on one thing, though? The one game you didn't work last year for Georgia Southern, they won. So maybe there's something actually, to be said about that, Greg. Actually, that is uh, that is true. Are you potentially bad luck, Greg Talbot? Maybe.
0: <laughs> well, the... They're, they're stuck with me because I'm calling the games on ESPN Plus this year, so I hope we don't go 0-5 on the games I'm calling on ESPN oh, Plus. Oh, man.
1: We'll have to edit that out if they do go 0-5. They're stuck with me. Start week 7, October 11th. This will be a Thursday night game at Texas State, 7.30 on ESPNU. Um, so short break, short turnaround after South Alabama. Only five days of rest. They'll travel all the way to San, San Angelo, Texas uh, for the Thursday night game with the Bobcats. Um, Texas State ranked 122nd last year in scoring offense, um, so they can relate to Georgia Southern struggles in that department. Also, they were the 105th team in scoring defense. So, new year, new team, but you would think on paper, Georgia Southern would have at least a slight advantage in this game.
0: Yeah, I would think Southern's got the advantage in this one, but you have to remember that despite the fact that they are returning the most kids on each side of the ball in the Sunbelt Conference, sure. this Southern team is still, on the whole young-ish, uh-huh. and the fact of the matter is, yeah, they beat South Alabama 52 nothing last year at home. You're also asking them to go ahead and play basically only on the three and a half days rest on the road on national TV. So if this was a Saturday game in Statesboro, I would mark this down as a guaranteed win. This is a road game half the country away on three and a half days rest. You like to think that they could cruise to a win here. I think this game might be sneaky tough in a way that people who just look at the schedule and don't look at the dates, might not be thinking right. about.
1: Right, yeah. And, and, you know, another moving on to the next week, October 20th, week eight at New Mexico State. This is kind of a weird thing that kind of jumped out at me, Greg. They'll go to Texas State on the 11th, October 11th. Then I'm assuming they'll come back to Statesboro. They'll come
0: home, yeah.
1: And then probably, what, five days later, they'll fly right back out to New Mexico, who is a former Sunbelt Remember, uh, New Mexico State beat Georgia Southern 35-27 to 27 last year. Nick Gentry will take over at quarterback behind an offensive line that returns a lot of their starters. And, you know, another big game, but not necessarily as big because it's no longer a Sunbelt game. So kind of could be a trap game. And then also, like we said, the dates provide an interesting scenario. For
0: yeah, the and let's not forget that this New Mexico State team it was the great story of... <laughs> non-Power 5 college football last year. They made their first ever bowl game. They rushed the field. This is a feel-good program. I have to imagine they're going to have the biggest crowds this year in Las Cruces yeah. than they've had in the rest of program history. So, you know, it's it's a normal Saturday game on the road in a former Sunbelt venue. This is another one of those toss-up games for me because New Mexico State was a bowl team last year. They're no longer in the Sunbelt Conference. They're going to want to stick it to the Sunbelt team that get to play. Right. I'd like to think Southern's going to be a better team, but this is one that I also haven't quite been able to decide.
1: All right, before we cover the rest of the schedule, let's take a quick break to talk about all the sports coverage over at savannahnow.com. While we know Eagles fans will flock to the site for Georgia Southern breakdowns, don't forget you can receive the best coverage in Savannah on the local favorite teams from out of town, such as your Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, Atlanta Braves, and even the Atlanta Hawks. But also, don't forget about our local teams, the high school prep football, basketball, and every sport in between. We also share coverage of the Georgia Bulldogs with our friends in Athens, and we'll be bringing you in-depth coverage of the Bulldogs, complete with video and audio interviews and recaps. For all this and more, at savannahnow.com slash sports. Again, savannahnow.com slash sports. Five days after that game, Appalachian State will come to town on Thursday night, October 25th. Woof. Yeah, for, for a big, big, big-time rivalry on ESPNU, um, App State will be replacing Taylor Lamb, their four-year starter, and and really household name within that program. Um, They'll lose five of their front seven, so Georgia Southern will definitely have some chances on the ground, you would think. So, you know, obviously all the records and stats and stuff kind of go out the window when it's Georgia Southern, App State, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, rivalries like that. But you say that, it's easy to say that. Do they, though? Yeah, it's easy to say that, but then the better team wins this game more often than not, and that team has more often than not been Appalachian State. I
0: don't have the internet in front of me because we're sitting in a podcast studio, <laughs> but at least the two years that I have been covering this Georgia Southern team, they have not looked particularly close to App State. No, no. Uh, I would imagine it was a couple years back that, that was the last time they, they beat him. It was at least three years ago. I don't yeah. know exactly the year it was. Um, They lost Taylor Lamb, who is a four-year starting quarterback, and that's worth something. Yeah. Uh, Shy Wirtz is going to be the experienced quarterback between the two, and obviously this is the biggest atmosphere game. And last year, there was no way in heck they were going to win that game on the road in North Carolina. No. There's part of me, might not be a huge part of me, but there's a part of me that thinks Mm -hmm. national TV – Thursday night, if this team has won even one game, if Southern has won a single game that they weren't supposed to win, mm-hmm. this is a game they might be able to win. Because if they are performing the way everyone expects them to perform, four wins, five wins by the time the season's done, right. it's still going to be a great atmosphere. If they can beat like Arkansas State in week five, yeah, kind this of place is going to be. Yeah rocking for this game. If right. if the Southern fan base gets one sniff of the idea that this team might be able to overperform and overperform against their biggest rival, this is a game that might win.
1: Yeah, so going into that game, obviously a lot's going to happen before October 25th of this year, this football season. But going into that game, if Georgia Southern is, like you say, within striking distance of what they want to do, make a bowl game, then this game will be ultra-hyped, more hyped than it usually is, which yeah. is saying a lot. And we already know that Chad Lunsford knows how to get a team up. Right.
0: And yeah. this is That's the kind of sure. game where he could get this team up to a point where they they might be able to compete.
1: Yeah. Okay, so moving on, November 3rd, Week 10 at Louisiana Monroe. Louisiana Monroe was 4-8 and eight last year. Uh, they'll, like a lot of the conference, frankly, they'll have a lot of offense returning. Junior quarterback Caleb Evans will lead their unit. They'll return nine starters on the offensive side. So once again, Another Sunbelt test for the Georgia Southern defense, and specifically the Georgia Southern secondary. On the flip side, their defense, Louisiana Monroe, was like 128th last season. Um, So Georgia Southern should have their opportunities on offense. But again, I think this game is one that you would say, if goals are going to be achieved, this is one you have to win. Yeah,
0: because the fact of the matter is, when you look at the Southern schedule as a whole, they really got... The they drew the short straw this year because not yeah. only do they have to play the two teams in their own division in Troy and Georgia State and App State, they also have to play the team that's going to win the whole darn thing in Arkansas State. So if you chalk those four up to probably losses, you need to win the rest of the Sunbelt games. You need to win Texas State. You need to win ULM. Yeah. So th- this game, again, if you're talking about wanting to get back to a bowl game,
1: ULM needs to be a win. All right, November 10th, week 11, Troy. We just talked about all the offensive teams, all the offensive prowess in the Sun Belt this year. Troy is, in my opinion, on paper going into the season, the second-best defense that Georgia Southern will see this year behind Clemson, obviously, an ACC power. Uh, Troy was dominant, pretty dominant last year on defense. They'll return Hunter Reese, their linebacker. They're all Sun Belt linebacker. Uh, They will have to replace a quarterback and a running back, uh, by the time this game comes around, I think a lot of things will have already been answered as far as Georgia Southern goes. If there are questions still up in the air, I think this game on November 10th with Troy will tell Georgia Southern a lot about itself. It'll be their first chance to face a team that will presumably have built its identity on a defense, on a strong defense, on a strong front seven outside of Clemson, obviously, because. You know, it's tough to compare yourself to Clemson when you're Georgia Southern. But this will be a good opportunity for Georgia Southern to find out if they can play against that style. Now, the the one bright side,
0: piggybacking on what you said, Travis, about the fact that they've got to win a certain amount of games against Sunbelt teams is, yeah, they, I mean, uh, screwed is the wrong word, but they got really the short end of the stick, right? The shortest of the sticks. But Arkansas State, it's a home game. Troy here, that's a home game. Yep. App State, it's a home game. Two years ago, Troy was good. I mean really good, not great, but really good. And, and that's the game that saved Tyson Summer's job when he beat them in the final week of the regular season. So they've beaten Troy within the last two years, right? So Troy, yeah, they, they're, the, they're the favorites statistically to win Southern's division this year. So they're the favorites headed into this game. Sure. But if Paulson is packed the way it was once Chad Lunsford became the head coach. You know, th- there are certain games that might be striking distance for Southern. I I marked this one down as a loss. But again, if-, if there is a slight whiff in Paulson Stadium of Southern overperforming, this is a game that they might be able to get up for.
1: Right, yeah. And so I think after Troy, they'll have Coastal Carolina, which is... A team that beat them last year, inexplicably beat How them last they? year. In their first year of the FBS level, they beat Georgia Southern. And
0: that came after Chad Lunsford had taken over the program and already won two other games.
1: And it came after Coastal Carolina was replacing a quarterback right. that couldn't throw or run or do anything really at all on, on the offensive side of the ball. Inexplicable. Yeah, so Kilton Anderson is the guy that took over last year for Coastal Carolina's mascot, Chanticleer. Yeah, the Chance. Chance. Okay, let's go with that. We'll call him Coastal Carolina. We'll stick with that. So they'll, they'll have Kilton Anderson, um, under center, who Georgia Southern should be familiar with. He's the guy that beat him last year. Um, you know, this one is on the road. That's about the only thing that I could see that might potentially trip Georgia Southern up and you know, unless they're simply outplayed. But as far as talent goes, Um, this one, it's clear to me that Georgia Southern has more talent on the field.
0: Yeah, they definitely got more talent on the field. And it was so inexplicable to me how on earth they lost this game last year after they'd already won two games. Here's the thing about Coastal, though, is we look at them as a should-win game now. They need to beat Coastal while they can because the minute that coach retires and lets Jamie Chadwell run that team, he's Chad Lunsford. He's the exact same thing. He's a young coach that players love. He's a real offensive mind. Yep. This, this is a limited window of opportunity while Coastal is in your division that you can be the favorite because here's the thing. There were a lot of Georgia Southern fans who are mad that Southern didn't hire Jamie Chadwell a couple of years ago and hired Tyson Summers instead. Yeah, And Chadwell's been killing it at Charleston Southern, and that's why he got the offensive coordinator job at Coastal. He's already officially pretty much the head coach in waiting so in terms of like looking down the road you need to win this coastal game this year because sooner or later jamie chadwell is going to take over that program and they are going to be a team that's probably a 50 50 game every year because he's such a good offensive mind
1: also it kind of goes without saying with coastal carolina being in myrtle beach right up the road from um from us here really you know a lot of recruits potentially in the upcoming years could be looking at this or deciding between the two schools. So, you know, that's another thing to play for if they didn't already have enough to play for in Week 12. All right, heading to November 24th, final game of the year at Georgia State. Uh, last year, Southern lost 21-17 to their rivals. Um, State finished 7-5 and in 2017, and they perhaps have the most explosive player in the Sun Belt, who I think will be a really high draft pick um, in the NFL draft. They'll have wide receiver Penny Hart, The Panthers will, who finished with 74 receptions last year, 1,121 yards uh, in in 2017. He leads every FBS returning receiver in career receptions, yards, and touchdowns. So, you know, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but Georgia Southern secondary will have their hands full with this one. Again, a huge rivalry game at Georgia State, regardless of Georgia Southern's record coming into this game. This is a huge game for Lunsford. I mean, you know, we don't we don't need to emphasize that. I think that's anyone listening knows that. But a lot on the line for this one, no matter what the record is for the Eagles.
0: Yeah, and the the thing that's beneficial actually every year from here on out since. Georgia State has joined this conference, and they have become a rival of Georgia Southern. Is uh-huh. this is a rivalry game? Actually, the one rivalry game where home field advantage does not exist, yeah, because they're playing at the new, newly renovated Turner Field in Atlanta, and in front of, I mean, how many people, Travis? Uh, f-
1: probably fifteen to twenty, something like that. I. <laughs> there can't
0: be more than 3,000 people in that stadium on any given week. There's just nobody there. so
1: oh, And it looks even more empty than it is. Right. So
0: uh, the thing is, I mean, it, it's like that's almost a neutral site game. And actually considering how many Georgia Southern fans are in the Atlanta area now, yeah. that's a game that's really that's really a neutral site game. That's that's a toss-up. So it really it's going to come down to the talent on the field. They've got a better receiving core than Southern, obviously, especially considering, and we haven't mentioned this yet, Malik Henry, one of the returning receivers, announced that he's transferring out. So Southern, all of a sudden, is less loaded at wide receiver. Headed right. into 2018. This, you know, this is a game where, again, if it were at home, I would think this is a game that Chad's going to get him up for to get him over the hump. For me, this is another toss-up because it's on the road.
1: And Greg, is it safe to say moving forward, Georgia State is the barometer for Georgia Southern and vice versa? I mean... Next five years, if if Georgia Southern can look at Georgia State and be better than them, you'd like to think that they would be improving and be better than them in the Sun Belt.
0: I think that's the very lowest barometer you can ask for because the barometer.
1: Well, they beat them pri- the last two yeah, years, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That-
0: No, they lost last year. The the
1: no state beat Southern. Yeah, last Yeah,
0: yeah. State beat Southern last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it, there are a lot of Georgia Southern fans who would listen to what we're saying right now and say how the mighty have fallen because they, the barometer used to be app state. And the fact of the matter is that Southern has taken a real backseat to their rivals that used to be going head to head every year. So yeah, I would say if you can do as well as state this year, you're, you have accomplished a goal in the fact that you're now competing with a good team in your division who also happens to be a rival. I think Chad Lunsford in his heart of hearts would say, man, I, I wish our barometer was at state but we're not quite there yet.
1: Well, perhaps I should have said it differently. I guess what I meant was I think Georgia State regardless of what Georgia Southern does, Georgia State is going to be good yeah. in 5 years. In the middle of downtown Atlanta, um you're in a division you're a division 1 school now. Uh the basketball teams had plenty of success now that they've been able to recruit at that level. It's only a matter of time before Georgia State is a real real contender in this league year in and year out. And I think Georgia Southern has already been a contender in numerous leagues over the years but but if they're looking right up the road, a rivalry you know similar school, similar um, athletic success really recently um Georgia State is a good thing, a good team to look at. I think if you're Southern.
0: Yeah, and and I'll I'll only harp on this one more time, but the fact of the matter is, when we're talking about the divisions and how Southern got absolutely, I mean, yeah, and it, it's not always going to be this way because they, there are ebbs and flows and ups and downs for, sure. for every school in a football conference over the course of a decade. But outside of Arkansas State, Southern not only has to have the two best teams regularly the last couple of years in the Sun Belt in. Troy, who was 11 and 2 last year in App State, who has been the class of the conference forever. Yeah. I mean, since they joined and outside the year where Southern won nine games. Yeah, it'd be one thing if you only had to play those two teams, but you also have Georgia State. So, yeah, Southern is in the much more difficult division of the Sunbelt Conference. And yeah, if you can outpace State for the next couple of years, you're at least on the right path.
1: All right, Greg, that'll do it for the wrap-up. You want to tell everyone how they can reach you, how they can follow you?
0: Yeah, it's just Greg Talbot on, on Twitter. No underscores, no anything. It's just Greg Talbot with two Ts. Also, for what it's worth, I just changed my mind again. I went back, and I got five wins for this team. Travis, what do you have?
1: <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to stick with five. I think I, that's what I would put the over-under at is five for me. And and I think it's a, a little ambitious. If you go through and specifically look at each game, then you start confusing yourself and you start you know, thinking, well, if it goes this way, if it goes that way, it's, it's tough to do that. So I think the over-under should be set at five.
0: Yeah, I got South Carolina State as a win. I got UMass as a win. I got Clemson and Arkansas State as losses. I got South Alabama and Texas State as wins. I got them losing to New Mexico, losing to App, beating ULM, losing to Troy, losing to Coastal. Uh, and, and losing to to Georgia State, Coastal's a toss up game to me too. Yeah. I could conceivably say six. I could also conceivably say four. So I think five is the. I would say if you can win five games,
1: you did fine. Yeah, I, I I think I would agree with that. That's tough to hear, obviously before the season starts, but you know that's that's what we're here to do is tell you what we think. So uh, you can follow me at Jadon Sports J A U D O N Sports on Twitter. Um, my email tjadon at savannah you can check out all of our sports coverage at the savannah morning news on savannah slash sports until next time guys thank you oh he will Adrian
0: Peterson is taking care of things right now down the sideline if he can get
1: Wesley Fields. Touchdown, Georgia Southern.